Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. on Chum Radio in Toronto back in 1966. Bob Stauffer joining you from Pittsburgh, one of the many stops on the Eddie Shack tour. This is Oilers Now. And Eddie Shack is our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. We've had Brian Burke and Elliot Friedman on the show today. And Eddie Shack is a bigger-than-life figure. And for many of you old-school guys... He's a legend, and he joins us right here, right now, on Oilers Now. Hi, Eddie. It's Bob. How you doing? Clear the track. Here comes Shaq. I used to knock him down, and I used to give him a whack. Now I'm on radio. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you were. Uh, it's funny because I'm a I'm a '66 born. You'd already won like three Stanley Cups by then. But I remember one incident with you in St. Louis, and I was watching with my dad, and I'm like. Why are all these, why are the Plager brothers uh, chasing this guy around the ice? All my dad said is, he better make sure Bob Gassoff doesn't catch him or he's going to be in trouble. So, what, what, what was going on there, Eddie? Well, I, mean, I, I said what? to them, I said, look at the, what the Plager brothers, I said, look, I can skate fast, faster backwards than you guys can skate forward, so I'm not really worried about you guys. <laughs> They were, uh, you were, you were a beauty back in the day. Uh, Ken Reed, who's a friend of our show, he has, uh, amalgamated, uh, talents with you. Uh, the book is called Hockey's Most Entertaining Stories. It's put out by Frameworth Publishing and it's available at Indigo and it talks about your, uh, unique career. It's not the first time you've had a book written about Yeti, but, uh, maybe for a new generation of fans, that's part of the reason why you decided to do this. Yeah, like uh, we were sitting around and, and with Kenny that uh, we were talking and we're with Brian in his office there and he said, well, what about a book? I mean, you're you're 82 years old. Why don't you do a book now? You're from Sudbury. You know, you played in Guelph, uh, junior hockey. You, you've done uh, quite a bit of things. You sold candy apples. You, you, you've done more than the average. You didn't go to school very much. but And then I'm with Kenny and, and his thing is uh, read. And I can't read, so that it's, it's going to be a perfect book. <laughs> well, and, and just to, just to establish here, yeah, there's a lot of. But you, so you're uh, you were illiterate during the course of your career, is that correct? 
Right, right on. And, like, you know what I mean? And then, like, Bobby Bond, when I played for New York, he, he'd be yelling out, hey, hey, Shaq, Cat, C-A-T. <laughs> wow. It was a little uh, bit different back then. You, you were involved in one of the, I, I, I think it might have even happened twice, because I thought you crossed paths with this guy. Actually, the guy played in Edmonton for the Edmonton Flyers. His name was Larry the Rock Zydell, and he was as tough oh, as yeah. there was, as I'm I'm told, in, in minor pro. And you had, like, did you have a couple different stick-swinging incidents with him yeah. back in the day? Well, like, where our training camp, it was a training camp in Niagara Falls. And all of a sudden now, I, I'm I'm a rookie, and uh, and when you're a rookie, like they say now, don't take any crap from anybody, right? So Larry's died out, yep. speared me, and I said, you spear me one more time, and you'll get this stick right over the head because we didn't wear any helmets, right? He speared yep. me, boom, right over the head, the blood and everything else. Then he he came back at me, and we fought a bit, and then we got kicked out, and we went up into the stands. To watch, like I watching the game, and he comes around, and I hit him, and he falls down, and then the cops come, and they put us both in jail. So I was in jail, him and I in jail. He made quite the rookie impact. And then you guys, later on, after you played for the Leafs, when he finally made it to the NHL with the Flyers, you guys went at it as, as well, right? Yeah, I was playing for Boston, and Philadelphia, their their roof broke in, like there was a leak or something like that, and they had to have a game in Toronto. And and then there was Boston and Philadelphia in Toronto at that time. Did you remember that? Okay. And yeah, I, 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 I rem he, well, briefly he, remember it, yes. Yeah, he speared me again, and I hit him again right over the head, <laughs> and that's when I got three-game suspension. That, and and I was just going good, and then when you get three games, that's like that's that's quite a bit, you know. So I, now we just we just had Brian Burke on the uh, on the show, and he was telling a story. Eddie uh, Eddie Shack joining us, the book again, uh, put out by Freemworth Publishing, hockey's most entertaining stories. He, he said that uh, you had told Gordy, hey, Gordy, how let's go easy on each other, and then you flatten him. But were, did you and Gordy not kind of have an, an agreement that you wouldn't hit each other in games because yeah, you knocked well, him out a couple him out times? Twice, eh? I, and you got what twice. happened? We were were playing golf at a, at a in a tournament in Vermont, I think it was, and all of a sudden now, he, he we're, and the and the NHL was paying for it, and they brought you know from Boston, brought people from Montreal and Detroit and everything else, and then all of a sudden the NHL was paying for it, so we're drinking. I can remember the most expensive beer was Tuberg, and I'm we'll have a Tuberg right, and then. And we're having a, a drink on the golf course. Then we come in and we're drinking. And I'm sitting with Gordy, and uh, sitting with Gordy was great, eh? You know what I mean? I like I I, yeah. I like the guy. Right? And all of a sudden he sings this song, "Who's the greatest of them all?" Gordy, I said, Gordy, I said, I'm going to sing you mine. Clear the track. Here comes Shaq. He knocks him down. He he said, "That's what I want to talk to you about. You don't hit me, and I won't hit you." He said, "Let's shake on it." So that's we we shook on it, and it was a good deal. <laughs> and and you never ran each other again. I mean, it was a different never, time never, back then. Never. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, 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 there's one brawl that's on YouTube out there. Uh, you guys are playing Chicago, and Pierre uh, Pilat, who was a, a pretty good defenseman back in the day, uh, you got to know with him. And then Bert Olmsted, and my dad told me that Bert, he was a, a rangy guy, and guys kind of left Bert Olmsted alone because if he had to chuck him, he could chuck him. But uh, do you remember those? I mean, the brawls were different yeah, back yeah, well, then, what, what weren't happened? they, Eddie? 
Okay, like uh, I got speared, eh? And then who speared me? Then he he tried to, you know what I mean? Yep. That hit him over the head. Then everybody was in a sort of a like grabbed everybody, and Bert Olmsted grabbed somebody, and I had nobody else but the, but Stan Makita was there. So I grabbed him, and I start. And then I I hit him once, and I hit him twice, and he went down. And uh, I said, "Don't get up. Stay down there." And then he 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 did. And then the other on the on the uh, the, the team, the Chicago team, yep. they all threw their sticks at me. You know what I mean? But other than that. That uh, Stan Makita, he, he won the Lady Bing after that. He didn't. No more fighting because he racked up a lot of penalty minutes early in his career. We're joined by Eddie Shack. You know, people forget you won four Stanley Cups, Eddie. And you were you not the first MVP? Were you not one of the first MVP? Were you an MVP in an All Star game once? Yeah, yeah, I was MVP. I scored a, a winning goal. You know what I mean? Like, and all you do is, you know what I mean? You get lucky, and that's what happens, right? You just, and then Amlock <laughs> used to play me quite a bit too, right? So I was happy about that. Yeah, uh, Eddie, I got to ask you this. I don't. Did you know that you were the first player in NHL history to score twenty goals for five different teams? No, I think it was Dean Prentice and I. I think there was the two of okay. us. I think so. Yeah, and Bill, we had Bill Garen, we had Bill Guerin on last week. He scored twenty plus for eight different teams, so uh, oh that's God. impressive. But when you pl when you played in Pittsburgh, since I'm in Pittsburgh with the Oilers right now, do you recall the line that you were on in Pittsburgh? Oh yeah, the the uh, Shaq Shinkle and the uh, Shock. Yes, <laughs> Shaq Shinkle and Shock. What are the chances that you guys <laughs> would be alive together? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, it was fantastic. Like, and, and Red Kelly right. was the coach too, eh? So Red, uh, you know, and we had some good parties. And one time we had a party at my house, and then I went over to Red's place, and uh, I knocked on the door, and, he's, and then I'm half in the bag, and I, I I I fall asleep, and my dog, I brought my dog with me, and my dog is with me and red wants to put a pillow underneath my head and the dog wouldn't let him <laughs> that's a that's a loyal friend isn't it that dog yeah but at that is time like the, is the coaches like uh, like with red hey eh? like you, you, like nowadays it's not like that at all eh? like i'd be knocking on his door <laughs> you know what i mean if anything i could yeah. do to help you know <laughs> I, i'd be there for him all right, let me ask you, you got your, is it true you got your driver's license at 13? Yeah, well, in Sudbury, eh, that, that's where, like, I, I worked across the street to the butcher shop there, right? And then they used to go to the farm and everything, and then I, I'd have to drive the, the truck behind, like, with one guy be driving the truck ahead, and then the other would, like, would kill a cow and, and, and put it in the truck on, on, on them stilts and that and take the guts out and everything else. And then I would drive one truck and he'd drive the other. And then I'm 13, I've been, I've been driving for a little while then. And I said, well, shit, I'm gonna get my license. And the, and the fine was only $100, that's what it said at the time, if, you, if you're not telling the truth, right? So, so I gambled <laughs> and uh, I got my license, but then I worked for Dominion Stars later on, and then on Wednesday afternoon, it was Wednesday afternoon, we'd have off, and then we had a few cocktails. This guy said he could beat me, and I said, no, I can beat you, and then we went out on a highway, and all of a sudden now, 
I'm going 87 miles an hour. That's, I had a 38 Dodge. That's as fast as it would go. And he, he passed me, and then he turned into the driveway. And I looked in my mirror, and crazy if there's a cop. And I said, and I said to uh, Emma LaVar was with me, sitting in the next, beside me. And I said, should I keep going? He said, no, no, go in. So I went in, and then that's where I made a mistake. Then they, they, they took both of our license away for racing and speeding. At 13, you had your license. That's awesome. Yeah. That is an amazing story. Eddie, there are some crazy stories here, man. There's one thing I want to wrap up with. My education with Eddie Shack, Clear the Track, like many of the people out there, you were a, com a commercial uh, spokesperson for the pop shop. And didn't you come to Edmonton and do something with the great one, Wayne Gretzky, one time? Yeah, what happened there with, with Wayne, I, I got his picture, like like he was only playing junior hockey, and I, I was finished my hockey, and I was doing the with the pop shop, and then I, I got a picture with with Wayne, and and I we we talked for a while, and he's in the he's in the book too. He's got some things to, to tell about me in the book. He loved you. He yeah, and then you. I got I got he, a, a, a like a, a cowboy hat and and I've got him to sign it, but I'm gonna and then a lot like Phil Watson and Bobby Hall and that they they wrote something about me in the book, so I'm gonna get that that hat, I'm gonna get get it all done, and 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 probably auction it off or something like that, you know. Eddie, you have had a, a wonderful career and a wonderful yeah, life. The Phil, book again, Phil hockey's Zito, not Phil Watson. Yeah, well, my, that's my scored a little bit more than Phil so Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, great, great stuff. The book again, Hockey's Most Entertaining Stories. Thank you for being the true entertainer. Thanks a lot, Eddie. Yeah, thanks a lot, Eddie. Thanks kindly. Thank you. Bye. You, bye bye. That is Eddie Shack, all of 82 years of age. I got. Uh, 147 in Edmonton, 347. Yes, he had his driver's license at 13. It was only a $100 fine to lie about your age. Oh, man, that's from a different time. <laughs> Let me tell you, we'll take a time out. Clear the track, baby. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. I have a feeling Darnell Nurse will not be speared as many times as Eddie Shaq was speared in his career. All right, Royal Pizza celebrating 50 years in Edmonton. This is the final day where you can capitalize on the combo special that's been running for the last three months. Your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, or four anniversary cookies, all for 50 bucks. Pick that up at any of their 14 Edmonton locations. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, two second half roadies coming up, one in Chicago, one in Florida. Both packages include great game tickets call new west travel go online at newwesttravel.com mr escott what do you got for us back on this day in 1995 bob the oilers beat the new jersey devils 2-1 on goals by jason arnott and david oliver bill ranford made 39 saves i worked for the new jersey truck in that game Roman was the uh, producer of their show. I was doing Fonk Gordon stats. All right, as promised, let's get to a conversation. Brendan Escott with Brad Lauer, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Bob, we had him start by breaking down the pair of wins last weekend on home ice. Well, I just think there's a combination of things. I think, one, um, as the season's gone on, we're, we're more committed to the team game. I think we understand uh, a lot of our, our habits and details that we want to want to do on a night-to-night -night basis. and. Uh, and we're getting the effort from from a from a team commitment, and you know, and 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 when you do, when you have that, you give yourself a chance to 
be in games and, and we've done a good job so far. Last weekend, a 4-2 win over Medicine Hat and then 6-2 over Seattle, both on home ice. Uh, just give me a, a breakdown of each of those games. Yeah, obviously, you know, Medicine Hat was a bit, was an emotional game. They're they're right behind us there in our division. They're another team that's rated very high and, and uh, you know, in, in, in our league and and uh, obviously they're going to be, uh, you know, right on us for it all the way through the through the season. So again, when you play a divisional game, it's you know it's very emotional. And I thought uh, I thought we responded well. It was our first emotional game in a long time, and um, you know they're a very skilled team. And I thought we matched up well with them. And uh, you know we were able. We didn't have a good third period, but I thought our first two periods were really good, and uh, we were able to obviously get the win on, on Friday night. And then. Seattle's a whole different game. It's, uh, they're a team that has a lot of grit. They got some size, and again, I thought we did a good job of the physicality-wise of matching up against a team like that. And it showed us that we can play a couple different style of games. It showed us obviously Friday night, there's not much more skilled skating game. Uh, we've played well against that, and then obviously Saturday with Seattle, the physicality and and. Uh, uh, just the way the, the more a lot more contact in the game, and I, I liked how we matched up against that too. So it was uh, it was a good weekend for for measuring six for our team. Now, plenty of returning players for your group, Brad, from last season. So it's not like you have a, a room that doesn't know how to win and how to sustain this kind of success. But is there any added pressure on this group, knowing again how high you are in the CHL rankings and the kind of success that you've had? How much pressure is there to maintain what you're doing? Well, I think those are just. Those are just outside uh, distractions. We, you know, we talk about. We got, like I said, we do have a, a, a large number of guys returning. A very mature group now. Um, after you got a year under their belt, you got experience, and um, you know that's just uh, you know whatever you want to call it, outside noise. You know, it's a great because I think it's it's a credit to them for what they've done so far. But it's not something that we, we we're going to rely on. I mean, we were early in the season. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of work to do, and. Uh, we understand that as a group. I, think, I believe our leadership group understands that. Um, you know, we're a, we have a good group of kids that uh, you know their focus is usually they don't get too far down the road. Right now, we we got a big matchup with Saskatoon uh, tomorrow night, and you know a lot of the chatter that I'm hearing is just about that game right now. And uh, you know, it's they're they're a very focused individual group. There's a lot of ups and downs in the WHL schedule in terms of, you know, you'll play three games and five nights like you're about to here, but also six days off in between games. So how do you go about structuring practices and that sort of thing so your guys are ready to go with that layoff? Yeah, no, I mean, we we came out of the gate. We played a lot of games, and then obviously we kind of had the weekend schedule the last two weeks in October, and then now we jump into November. We play 14 games this month, and... You know, when you have the time, we needed some practice time uh, in October, and we got that here the last couple of weeks. But we also were able to get some some days off and some rest that the guys needed, and, and some conditioning that they needed. So we had a good mix of practices and days off and yogas, and just kind of changed the day up, the days up for the guys. And now, you know, now we're getting into a real busy time of our schedule. Um, in November and obviously there's going to be a little bit of practice time not a lot like we'd like to but uh, when you play a busy month like this uh, a lot of our practices moving forward will be just just tightening up some system stuff that maybe hasn't gone right the the game before and just kind of do little things as we get to the month of November. All right, that is Brendan Escott in conversation with Brad Lauer. Again, tomorrow night, the Edmonton uh, Oil Kings take on the Saskatoon Blades at Rogers Place. Let's get to some texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, Bob, 
uh, your interview of Berkey is why he's the best guest by far. It should be like the military with young players in some ways. When do these young guys start thinking they're in position to demand anything? Another text says, old man, is Berkey old school? Dino Bambino loved the reference to Team Shrink. And lots of love for Eddie Shack on today's show out of Edmonton. This is the best interview ever. Uh, another text out of Edmonton. What a uh, great interview. Sharp for a man of his age. Uh, Britain in Wainwright says, hey, Bob, I had to clear the track. Here comes Eddie Shack lunchbacks back in the day. You're dating yourself if you got one of those. Totally forgot about that. Thanks for the trip down memory lane from Britain and Rainwright again. The book available at Indigo. Tomorrow, uh, Louis DeBrusque, Mark Spector will be amongst our guests. Reed Wilkins coming up tonight on Inside Sports. He's going to be wearing his most ghoulish outfit. Who does he got there, Mr. Escott? You will hear from uh, rookie Canadian pitcher Mike Soroka of the Atlanta Braves. You'll also hear from Wyatt McDonald, or uh, Wyatt McLeod, rather, and Connor McDonald from the Oil Kings. There we go. They've been in before with Reed in the past. All right, again, we'll be back at her tomorrow from Pittsburgh, noon to 2, Edmonton time after both teams practice. Up next, the news, weather and traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jayla and I. Everybody drive safe tonight when the kids are out in the streets having a kicker on Halloween. It caught on in a flash. They did the monster man. Zombies were having fun. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.